following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The Tip of the Cap podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports, your number one source for quality sports gear. Stinger Sports, look great, feel great, play great. Visit them today online at www.stingerwoodbats.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Tip of the Cap. For those of you tuning in live on Facebook, you can see my ugly mug talking and doing my thing. If not, you are listening to this on the recap on the BICBP-radio network. And we are here and we are talking baseball and I can't get enough. So baseball's back. We're about a week into play in Western New York, being allowed again and being back to full tilt where we're at. Um, I myself had a couple games last Monday, felt good to be back out on the diamond, uh, the next morning, maybe not so much, but I can tell you that I, I love how much I'm seeing out there all over my feed, live, live videos, um, recaps, all that stuff, all good things. And, you know, seeing a lot of the cool, um, matchups that have been happening with how big like AAA Muni has become this year with a lot of um, actually current pros that are home uh, and looking for a place to play. I know the All-In Sports team um, has a, well, I believe they have three pros, including um, a former player of mine, LG Castillo, who I always love watching do what he does. Um, If you are watching the live stream, if you see this cool little setup I got going on here, which uh, I will be able to share this video, I believe, once the live video has ended. Uh, this is a new thing that I learned from the guys over at the Podcast Precinct, Matt Johnson, who has helped me out uh, more than I could ever, um, more than I could ever tell anybody how much he's helped me out, and he's the one who taught me to do all this cool stuff. He, uh, this is something that I possess the ability to do now. And I not only possess the ability to do it, but it's something that I could potentially use and I plan to use to live stream and live broadcast um, games. So this is if if that's something you guys are looking to do, I apologize if I'm a little spacey. I'm trying to work a couple ends here um, along with the live stream. I'm hoping to... Potentially, uh, I'm going to hope I don't screw up my live feed here by trying to share the live feed from a different browser. Um, sorry, I'm a little, seem a little spacey here. Again, I'm, you know, got a lot of things happening on my screen in front of me right now. Uh, a lot of things I'm, I'm managing. There we go. I figured this part out. But if this is something you guys would want for a, um, for your game, your team to be shown live stream on Facebook, let me know. I can set this up. I can put your logos where mine are. As you can see, uh, my sponsors, Wild Oak Beard Co. and Stinger Sports down in the bottom corner there. Um, again, forgive me. I'm trying to click the share button. There we go. And get all this going. Um, so if this is something that any, anybody would be interested in, like I said, I can put your team logos up there. I can add scenes for between innings so you don't have to hear me talk about nonsense i can do interviews between innings the two things i need are a power source and internet i'm working on having those mobile and ready to go for myself um 
if this is something you'd be interested in. For those of you listening at home, if you want to see the live video and what I'm talking about, if you're only hearing the audio side of this, let me know. I can show you what I'm talking about. Now, one of the things that I'm actually here to talk about, one of the things that I, and this is one of the big, the big event that happened so far. There have been tournaments now this past weekend locally. Um, but I know here in New York, one of the things that is causing some issues is the travel play requirements put on by our lovely state. And those are super not great. Uh, those restrictions cost me and the guys that I play with a trip to Cooperstown this year to play a double day. Um, you know, they, it, it, it sucks when you're trying to play tournaments and stuff and get good competition and you're not allowed to leave your area, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. Baseball at home is better than no baseball at all. So that being said, one of the, if not probably, probably the biggest event that's happened to my knowledge, at least in New York state was the PBR New York state games. And, um, former, former guest host, uh, I've had a, actually I've had a couple of their guys on uh, the big one being the boss Dan Savit was on um, I believe episode 10 11 12 somewhere in there uh, which at this point feels like a lifetime ago and I also had uh, Jericho Wetzel Weitzel on he uh, another great great guest those guys heavily involved in PBR like I said Dan is the guy that runs the show and um, Jay is you know, one of his big helpers, you know, it does a lot of, a lot of stuff for him at the showcases and whatnot. And not only was it a huge event with a lot of turnout, three days, they, those guys pulled 20 hour days to, to put on the event, but they, these guys do so much in my opinion for the game of baseball in New York. And now they've expanded to the, uh, they, you know, Dan is also very heavily involved in PBRPA, um, you know, just down the other side of the border there. And the things that these guys are doing, in my opinion, is huge for baseball in New York, Western New York. Um, you know, and basically what they're doing is they're giving kids an avenue to be seen and to be found by colleges. Um you know, if, if it doesn't take very long, if you follow any collegiate sport on social media, to see people talking about the recruiting dead periods being extended and stuff like that, um, and what a thing like PBR does, in my opinion, is it allows coaches to see kids and get information on kids when they can't see them necessarily in person, which right now is huge. If anybody's noticed what's going on in the world, we, uh, you know, seeing things in person and the state of sports and whatnot in the, in anywhere in the country right now is so up in the air. It's insane. So providing these kids who lost a season this year or have lost at least half of their summer so far. And, at you know, the way things are going any given day now, we could be, shut down again and lose the rest of the summer. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But, uh, you know, they're giving these kids a shot to be seen, to be noticed and to be, to be recognized. Um, and so I, I like to, I know I've, I've taken a lot of, a lot of flack for my opinions in the past. 
Um, I know that there are guys who don't agree with me. There are guys who are, who would tell you that the best thing that somebody could do would be to shut down my Twitter handles or get me off, uh, off of social media because I am opinionated. Um, I try to base my opinions on what I personally know and see. And I will be the first to tell you, and I may have even admitted this to him when I had him on the show, um, that I used to be one of those high school coaches that was, oh, PBR, let me guess, everyone, you know, everyone throws 90, everyone throws, you know, every, every catcher's got a sub 2-0 pop time, you know, and every kid's got power to all fields, blah, 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 blah. I'll tell you, I was that guy. I was absolutely that guy. I was the guy that sat there and said, there's no way that many kids X, Y, and Z. And then I sat down, I had a conversation with Dan, um, and I saw the good that he does. I saw the the method that he uses. Um, I've, I've started paying attention to what they do, what they post. The technology that these guys use... Um, I could be wrong. I believe it's TrackMan. I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm 99 sure that's what it, uh, that's what they use. So they use technology that they use in the pros to get these ratings, to get these measurements. And um, you know, one of one of Dan's big things, and I see this again. I'm not trying to talk for the man by any means. Again, just sharing what I see and what I hear. One of Dan's big things is you know the gun doesn't lie. Uh, he refers to the radar gun as the humbler, um, and I'm sure he. You know, those guys, I, I can tell you that I've dealt with it as a coach, a kid, a kid who walks in and says, oh, I throw 86, 87. You put him on the gun, he's lucky to hit 79. Um, you know, yes, everybody can have a bad day and, you know, not be feeling it that day, stuff like that. But I'm going to guess not feeling it that day doesn't result in an almost 10 mile an hour drop in what you actually throw. So I went from being one of those haters, one of those guys that didn't believe it to a guy who did the research and you know watched and learned and see what these thing what these guys do. I now I can't speak for PBR in the rest of the country. Um I can speak for PBR in New York from talking to people, having conversations, learning, growing and um keeping an open mind about things that I don't believe for 2 seconds that in any way shape or form these guys have or are fudging any numbers uh first off they're using professionally professional standard software uh and hardware to measure these things second it doesn't do them any good if they say a kid is sitting 85 to 87 topped out at 89 and then a college looks at him and goes hey this kid this kid kind of brings it i want to i want to bring him in and then the college brings him in they put him on the gun and he's consistently 80 to 81 with a top of 82 Again, that kind of drop, I unless you're hurt, I don't know if there that kind of drop happens day to day. Um, you know, there might be a, if you if you're 85 to 87, top at 89. One day you might be 84, 85 consistently with a top of 86. And the next day you might sit 86, 87 with a top of pushing the the magic nine zero number. But I, I don't see these guys benefiting from any type of lie or fudging of the numbers, and you know that is probably one of the more common things that i see questioned about these these types of showcases um you know another thing i see a lot is the uh 
well, you only you get ranked higher if you pay to go to more events, and you know there are kids who are better than some of the kids in the top ten that aren't ranked because they don't go. Blah blah blah. You know, and and that's that's kind of one of those weird self fulfilling prophecies in my mind. Um, so you have this self fulfilling prophecy that if you don't go, you're not going to be ranked. Duh. <laughs> I mean, it like if if you know, if you sit there and you say, I'm not going to go to this showcase, I'm not going to go to these events held by this, by the, this company. And that's what they are. They're a business. Don't get it wrong. They are a business and they do have to pay the bills. So there is money involved. And anybody who tells you that that's a problem, ask them what they do for a living. And then if they would do it for free, because the answer is no. So let's get that out of the way right off the bat. So, if I'm not going to go to like, if I sit here and say, okay, I can bench press more than the top five guys, you know, than three of the top five guys in New York state on the powerlifting circuit, but I never compete. How can I expect to be ranked in a powerlifting circuit? And now this is a little different. I understand that because kids are playing baseball all around. And what I can tell you is that if you do a little bit of research and a little bit of lo- you know looking, there are guys out there who get seen, who get found, who never go to a PBR event or a showcase event of any kind that the guys from PBR still promote and still push because it's about the kids and about the game. Um, a couple weeks ago, I believe if you go back to the either PBR or Dan's personal feed, there's a comment about a kid and he goes, Hey, look, here's a kid that PBR pushed and promoted who never came to a single event, um, you know, because they're out there and they, like, you know, the, the PBR, uh, I believe they use the phrase boots on the ground. They cover baseball over all over New York state in their events, not their events. Um, you know, they have guys that go out and cover games that if they're out covering game, you know, if there, if there's a game and there's some prospects playing in the game, they go out and. They watch and, you know, sometimes there's guys there that get seen because, you know, oh, hey, this one one of the top prospects we know about plays on this team. So we're going to go watch and see what he does. Oh, hey, these three other kids kind of showed out today. And that all of a sudden ends up on Twitter. And if you don't think that social media is a powerful tool, I don't know what to tell you because you're living in a different age then. Um, Maybe you go update your MySpace top eight if that's the case. Um, So. You know, and this this leads me down another path of, you know, since at least during the New York State games, there were a few people out there who started hard, hard bashing PBR. You know, it, it's it's about the money and, you know, the more you pay, the higher you get ranked. And how is it possible that a kid who's easily one of the best kids in the state isn't ranked? Be, oh, because he didn't pay to go. Um you know, I'm part. I was I was reading I was reading Adam's comment here. Uh, it said he says it makes sense because they want their scouting to be among the best. The more times you see someone, the better beat on someone. Absolutely. If you see a kid take ten swings and then you know, and for the New York State games, they uh, they played games afterwards, so they saw live at bats too. So you see ten to twelve swings at BP and four at bats, and you never see a kid again. Well, what you saw that day is what you get. If you see the kid six more times, maybe you get a better feel for what that, you know, what that swing looks like. Again, 
one bad day at the dish and that's your scouting report as opposed to, well, the kid had one bad day and four really good days. So, hey, you know what? When we say he's you know a strong athletic kid with some power to all fields, well, in day one, the first time I saw him, I, I saw the potential for it and then day two, three, four, whatever it may be, you know, you can, hey, here's your proof. You know, he, he, a little bit better day at the plate that day. Maybe it was a little bit more relaxed. Maybe it was his first scouting event he's ever been to and he's nervous because what happened, you know, what if I don't do well? Tell me you haven't coached a kid like that in the past. I, I think you're, you're, you know, you're lying. You know, I've, we've all, we've all coached that kid that if you fed him a dime or if you fed him a piece of coal, he'd shit a diamond. He's so tight. Pardon my off Francois, but, uh, I do try not to swear on this. Uh, so I try to keep it a little bit more clean and professional, but sometimes you got to let one slip. So, um, you know, you look at these things in these events, like, you know, guys got bills to pay, you know, track man's not cheap. You know, the, the, the technology, the camera work, the stuff, it's not cheap getting guys to come and work 20 hour days. I'm, I'm guessing people aren't going to do that for free very often. Um, you know, maybe, Hey, I'm in a pinch. Can you help me out? It turns into a 20 hour day. That's one thing, but to willingly sign up over and over for 16, 20 hour. I pull 16 hour days at my day, at my quote unquote day job that I work overnight. And I can tell you, they barely pay me enough to do it twice a week. Um, and you know, so getting guys to do it regularly, either the business is run so incredibly well that it breeds that type of loyalty or, you know, you're probably, you're probably paying people a little bit because, you know, sometimes you got to pay people to work because that's just how the world works. So yeah, there's money involved. Yeah. It's a business. Yeah. They got to keep the doors open and the lights on, but I can tell you, you know what they, you know what they don't have to do? find every game under the sun to cover all summer long. I don't know how many times I've been coaching a game at the high school and I see two or three guys, two or three different PBR uh, reps at our games uh, standing there. Sometimes there's more PBR guys at, at our games than there are college guys. And then guess what? Probably within a, within a week, we see more college guys because, oh, hey, when's this kid throwing again? I saw this kid on, uh, saw this kid on Twitter the other day. When, when, when's his next time on the bump? Um, you know, so these, the, like to see guys bash the, you know, bash the, the idea in the program again, and I'm all, I can only speak for New York state and Pennsylvania. Cause I know the guys that do it and I've learned and seen great things from them. Um, you know, to sit there and bash them that it's all about the money and all, you know, it, it's all about a pay to play type thing. And, you know, I can also speak from experience that I know of kids that have been offered, to like, Hey, um, you know, I've, I've seen video of you. I've seen you come out and do X, Y, or Z. Um, we want to get you on official, official things like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of expensive. I can't like, listen, we'll make it work for you. I, I've seen it. I, I know what happens. Um, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that these guys are giving away the house because they're not, but you know, they're, they're also not going to turn a kid away because the kids, you know, can't afford something or is, you know, whatever again they'll they'll find they'll find it those guys will find you which is going to lead me down my next road here the idea that if you're good enough they'll find you in my opinion is so incredibly outdated and the only like one of the things keeping it alive are guys from PBR like the guys that go and do the legwork and go and show up at games they find schedules they find they drive up by a diamond and just pop in to see who's playing those are the guys that are uh, that are helping the idea that if you're good enough they'll find you because I agree, if you're good enough, they'll find you. 
if you're a top D1 prospect or a draftable prospect. Um, you know, I, I can tell you that if you're throwing 94 to 96 in high school, they're going to find you. Uh, if you're a six foot six power hitting speed demon, they're going to find you. Uh, but I can tell you that they're, uh, I, I can, I can speak personally out from this one, a kid that I coached years ago, uh, a few years back, he actually graduated the same year as LG who I've, who I mentioned earlier, um, big, strong kid th- uh, threw the ball real well. And he, he was a gamer. He, the kid was just a gamer. He showed up and he played. He was just, he was a dude that showed up on game day every time. Um, so the, uh, we had LG. We were down in. Um, we were down in Florida for our spring trip, and he was getting seen left and right by different scouts for draft purposes and whatnot. Um, and one of the scouts, I, I want to say, he was a scout for the Reds. I could be wrong on that. Um, came and watched, and he saw this kid who wasn't supposed to start that day. Uh, we had some sore arms. We had guys who were a little banged up, so. Uh, Joe wasn't supposed to start that day ends up starting at third and just goes out and plays you know exactly what you want from a kid just go up okay coach go out and play and just watching the kid take warm-ups guys like who is this kid they're like oh you know the name Joe blah blah, blah. you know he's like yeah he, he picks it well over there you know got a good strong arm like well listen man he's on the bump tomorrow you that that's that's where he makes it and the kid ended up going to a d1 school over at uh, St. Bonaventure and you could make the argument well oh he was good enough so he got seen well, he got seen because we had a draft prospect on the roster that year, and if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't have been seen. And it's stuff like that that has made me turn my opinions around about going to events like PBR. Now, am I going to sit here and say you need to go to 15 of them? No. Uh, it, it Does it help to go to one or two and you know have some trackable data on you? Absolutely. It makes it you marketable to coaches. Um Adam commented over here. It says the last gen TrackMan runs about 10k easy for golf. The same same thing as 500 because it's been around longer. Uh, I can I can tell you that I don't know many programs in the area that are spending 10k on anything. Um, unless you know they're they they got a, a pretty damn good backing monetarily. Uh, 500 is a little bit more more feasible obviously but again how how long is going to be how long is the baseball version of trackman going to need to be around till it costs 500 bucks and you can start seeing it at an everyday place probably a few more years i would assume um and here we are we have pbr who has who, who uses trackman so i don't know you tell me this is what the pros use this is what they use to get their numbers and you're going to tell me that a, a program that uses this thing is going to be bad for the kids. And now I also had a conversation with a fellow coach of mine, um, you know, a colleague and a, a very good friend actually. And we were talking about the stats that come out and, you know, again, being, being a former, a former hater again, which I, I will own and eat every day of the week. Um, you know, the comment was made about the, um, about the numbers that come out, you know, oh, every kid had, you know, all, all these kids had over a 90 exit velo. And, you know, if, if all of our kids, you know, if all the kids have an exit velo of over 90, we're, you know, we're going to win world championships, let alone get out, you know, get out of the section. And the way I equate that is to essentially like a 40 yard dash. 
for, for, for a football player, a 40 yard dash and a bench, uh, a, you know, a bench set. So if you look at on paper, a kid who runs a four, three and put up two twenty five fifteen 15 times, you're going to look and go, Oh damn. But if you put that kid on a football field and he trips over his own two feet every five seconds or can't catch a ball to save his life or, you know, does it like just swing and a miss on every tackle he ever tries. I mean, just because he's got a good 40 and a good bench doesn't mean he's a good, you know, a good football player. No. I mean, we see it in the draft and the combine all the time. Oh, this dude flew. Well, yeah, he also looked terrible in this drill. Okay, but he flew. You know, they're, they're numbers. They're, they're numbers to get people seen, to get, you know, get people on people's radar. Hey, is there something here I can work with? Is there something here I can use? Hey, I'm looking for some. Here's, you know, here's kids that all kind of fit. Like maybe I should go check them out. And then you see them in live game and you can kind of, well, well, maybe not. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe so. Um, you know, just because a kid's got, you know, a, a 90 plus exit velo doesn't mean he's a great hitter. It means he hits the ball hard wherever it goes. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot out there about it that, you know, you could look at and say, this is wrong or, you know, those don't matter. Well, they do, because I can tell you there's probably not a whole lot of kids with, you know, that are struggling to, to get, you know, the ball off the bat around 60, 65 that are probably playing college baseball next year or in the next, in the next year or two, it's probably not going to happen. But I can also tell you that there's probably some kids with a pretty decent exit feel that aren't going to do it either because just because you can hit a ball hard either off a tee or in batting practice doesn't mean you, you have a good swing or you have uh you know, that you can, that you can hit, hit it live. You know, you can hit a ball hundred miles an hour straight into the ground. It's still got an exit velo. You know, it, it's, you, you can throw the ball 95 miles an hour, but if you couldn't hit water, if you fell out of a boat, uh, how effective is it? You know, yeah, you can say, okay, that guy that throws 95 is going to, you know, at least get a shot. You're absolutely right. Because if I can teach him to control that, hmm, I got a guy that throws 95 now. But if that guy that throws 95 can't figure out how to put it where he wants it, I mean, I can tell you that I got the opportunity to face a guy throwing 96 who was trying out for a MLB comeback with the Brewers. And the first one I saw, I went, oh. And the second one I saw, I tagged. And then he threw me a slider and I screwed myself into the ground and almost threw my back out. So, um, you know, those, those numbers are a good benchmark. You know, and... You know, again, Adam sitting here commenting along with me, which I appreciate, buddy. Um, you know, he says it's a good benchmark, but are they are they gap to gap? Are they hot out of the box? Can the you know can they hit with force? There's benchmarks that college coaches and professionals, uh, you know, are keying on. And again, if you if your exit velo is 65, you're probably not turning heads. If your exit velo is around 90, maybe you are. But can you can you do it in a game? Can you barrel up a ball that's being thrown to not be hit? And that's what separates guys. Um, you know, you can have the conversation. I can tell you that, uh, again, to, to bring up a kid that I personally coach and a kid, you know, I, I love them. Like, uh, uh, can they, can they get on base? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you can have the fastest 60 time on the planet, but if you can't get on base, you can't steal first. You got to be able to get on. You know, if you, if you can't get on, you're not going to, you're not going to be useful to me offensively. So, you know, again, there's a lot of things that play into it. You know, these numbers are something that, you know, might turn somebody's head, um, you know, again, can he hit for power? 90 plus exit velo straight into the ground doesn't go very far. Um, 90, 90 plus exit velo straight up in the air doesn't go very far either. Um, you know, like I said, the, these are all things that guys can look at and say, 
you know, something that might turn ahead, might get a coach's attention. But at the end of the day, it's how you perform on the field in a game that matters, which is why I can tell you that, you know, PBR does, you know, for the state games, they do a showcase where they run, they field and stuff like that all on camera. And then they play. They have teams of what looks like 45 guys. I know it's not that many. I think they, you know, two to three at each position and then a bunch of pitchers. And they play like 10, 12, 16 innings, something like that. And the whole thing's on camera. And they, they like, hey, this kid showed out in BP and then went four for five in the game today with two doubles, a triple, and, you know, a shot to the warning track that got tracked down. Oh, and he, P.S., here's the film of the dude tracking that other one down because that was a great play. Um, You know, these are things that coaches look for those numbers to tell them, is this something that might translate to gameplay? Um, You know, and I can, I can also tell you from following Dan on social media that he sits and, t- you know, he talks to, he puts out videos and uh, tweets all the time, you know, amateur baseball players. And he's not talking to a guy like me who's playing 25 and up wood bat, Amy ball. Um, you know, he's talking to guys that are looking to play at the next level and say, you know, when a coach comes to see you, you can have all these plus tools, but if you're kind of a POS, I mean, you're probably not turning many heads with that either. If you are, it's not in the good way. You know, if you're the guy that, you know, your jersey's half untucked and you're, you know, walking to your position and you're mouthing off to your coach and you're arguing with an umpire, like, you know, he's, he's trying to give these kids every opportunity and all the tools. You know, I've seen and heard the man say, if you have questions, you know, reach out, ask me. Um, You know, here's here's a guy who, you know, who's, who's about the game, who's about the idea of promoting kids and getting to the next level. And I can tell you that there are kids that get missed still. There are kids that could probably play college baseball to some extent somewhere and don't get the opportunity because they don't get seen. And some of that is coaches telling them, if you're good enough to play, they'll find you. Well, do you think a small, you know, a small D3 school in the middle of nowhere PA can afford you know, to send guys to see every baseball player within a three to five hour radius. Absolutely not. So they rely on things like this to see kids to potentially like, Hey, what's this kid look like? And you know what it does? It gives them things that they can view. Then maybe they can, you know, they have to, they, they pick and select who they come to see, who they go watch. And you know, maybe, maybe they find somebody. And I can tell you, I mean, I, I had a couple guys this year and this is going to be me telling a story of a personal failure of mine that I feel yeah, I have, I've got three or four guys this year that, um, you know, I, I've, I've really tried to up my game with helping kids with recruitment and helping them find a place if there's a place for them in the college ranks. And I got two to three guys this year that graduated that I honestly and truly believe could have played in college at some level. Um, you know, uh, were, were they going D1? No. Were they going to go to a, you know, one of the, one of the JUCOs in the area that, you know, competes to head toward, you know, to head nationally? Probably not. Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe you know, but could they have played in college? Absolutely. Is there a, would, could there have been a place for them without question? You know, are they going, you know, the same thing. You could be a really good division one baseball player. That doesn't mean you're going to TCU. But you're still a really good Division One player, and all across the board, we see kids that played D three, D two, D one, NAIA, JUCO. You know that go and get drafted. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure that there's a kid that, you know, um, he played, I believe, for N-Trip, then Niagara. He got dra- he's gotten drafted a few times. And every time he chooses to go back and finish school, one, to have a backup plan, and two, because every year his draft stock goes up because he just keeps getting better. So kids do grow and advance once they get to college. It's not That's not the end of it. It's not this is who you are. And, I mean, I can tell you I'm probably – I can tell you my arm is 10 times better now at 33 than it was at 18. Thank you, 9 billion rounds of BP that I throw every year, except for this year because COVID sucks. But I can tell you the fact that there are kids that played for me last year that you know ended up losing their senior season, we didn't end up being able to put out the – um, the intel on them, you know, via through field level and other contacts that I have, that these kids could have played college baseball and unfortunately aren't because at different points, like they weren't seen by the right people at the right time. Um, you know, and some of it, some of it absolutely has to do with school selection. Um, you know, some guys, the one kid had offers from a couple excuse me, had a couple schools, uh, but his, you know, he really wanted to, you know, focus on the education side of it and go to a good school for education and then play ball if possible. I believe, um, I believe John is going to the University of Buffalo and, you know, he's one of, he was either going to go to UB or Albany and, but both of them have a club team that he said he was going to uh, try to reach out and play if that was a possibility. So, you know, that one, you can't really fault the kid you know, for focusing on the uh, academic side of it. But again, you know, that doesn't mean that there's not a school that could have been a good fit for both for, you know, and club ball is not bad. Um, Yes. If you put out eye popping numbers at any level, then they'll find you. Absolutely. If you're, if again, if you're throwing mid nineties, they'll, they'll find you. If you're hitting, hitting the ball 500 feet and hitting 650 on the summer against the, you know, against really good competition, even against average competition, if you're hitting the ball 500 feet, they're going to find you. You run a, you know, you run a six six. They're probably going to find you. Um, but uh, you know, so then there's a couple other guys. The one I know is going to play basketball, um, and there's another one who, last I spoke to him, was unsure. Had a couple colleges that were kind of asking about him, and he was kind of weighing his options of going and giving it a shot in a small school in PA, or if he was going to just go to Bonaventures and or St. Bonaventure and be, you know, hang out, you know, go with his friends, enjoy the college experience and not be a college athlete. And, you know, these are three kids that, you know, I know they all wanted to play college baseball and given the opportunity, um, you know, again, this is a, 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 sadly a fault of mine. I was late to the party on really pushing the recruitment side of it and something that I'm taking a lot bigger role in um, and owning the responsibility for, going forward because I don't like that. There are guys that have maybe missed an opportunity because, you know, there are, they do have coaches that are telling them if you're good enough, you'll be, you'll be found. And when, you know, they're not, they're not getting their door knocked on. They think, Oh, I'm not good enough to play. Well, that's not necessarily true. Maybe you just didn't get seen by the right guy. Maybe, you know, maybe there just wasn't enough info out there for you. Um, and these are things that I'm trying to build, get better and change in this area because I, I don't believe if you're good enough, they'll find you because there's such a saturation of knowledge on everybody that you need to be part of that saturation. You need like you, if you're, if everybody's got a product on the shelf and your product is good enough to be amongst those, but it's not on the shelf, no one's going to buy it. 
And, you know, that like that's just coming from a business side of things. If, you know, if I'm trying to sell something, but I don't put my product on the shelf, I can't sit there and wonder why nobody's buying what I, you know, my product. And these kids, again, they're, they're, they're kids, they're people, they're, they're human beings, but we got to put them out there. We got to help them. I, I, I firmly and honestly believe, and again, I'm sure I am 100% sure that someone somewhere, some way will take exception to what I'm saying right now, this sentence, this following statement, somebody will take exception to because it, because that, because it's baseball and it's going to be on Twitter. So baseball Twitter is going to go nuts with it. The idea that if you're good enough, they'll find you is in the world of the upper echelon top tier recruits, um, the upper echelon top tier guys that are looking to go compete for a national championship at a big time program at any level or to go D1. Like those are the guys that are going to be found if you're good enough. But right now, there's so many guys out there. There's so there's so many ways to get info on guys that if you're not putting info out, you're missing out. Um, and I can tell you, so quick quick stat roundup here from, uh, and I literally just pulled this off of the guys from PBR. This year alone, 15 guys, I have my little cheat, cheat notepad here, 15 guys from the Pennsylvania State Games have uh, committed to college. Ten guys from the New York State games, that was literally a week ago today, I believe. Uh, a week ago today was day one of the New York State games. Ten guys have signed with colleges from that. Um, I don't recall if those were D1. Uh, I know the one, the, the ten from New York State was uh, put out by Dan in reply to somebody asking if any of them had gotten scholarships. So there may have even been more that could have committed since that, that have committed, but the, and but 10 of them got scholarships that part. I'm not positive on, but here's a fun little factoid for you. And I'm going to wrap it up because this has been a lot of fun. This is the whole live thing. I love that. I've had Adam over here with me commenting left and right. Um, hopefully next time I do this, I get some more viewers, but uh, a fun little tidbit last year, 173 kids that attended the New York State games in 2019 committed to play college baseball. 173. That's more than most programs have in their entire program from 10U to high school showcase, he says with air quotes for those hearing the audio version of this podcast. 173, that's bigger than some high school's graduating class. But you're right. You're right. Every All the haters out there are right. PBR is a joke and a scam and a money grab. So I'm going to tell you that I'm going to push my guys to go to at least one event like this to at least at bare minimum get those benchmark numbers we talked about somewhere on a reputable site that coaches look at. And then from there, if you want to do things the hard way and do the homemade video and go to local tournaments that don't, you know, that's all about winning a five to ten dollar trophy, um, recruitment be damned. Then tear it up, do what you got to do. But I'm going to push my guys to go out there and hashtag be seen. Um, you know, to sit there to, to get these guys out there and get these guys seen and noticed because. I don't like that. I mean, I, I went through the recruiting process myself, mostly for football. Um, 
but I had I had coaches for ba- I had a coach for baseball that wasn't really in my corner. Baseball at the time was not what it is now. Um, you know, there there wasn't nine thousand travel teams and everyone calling themselves prospect elite super all star world beaters. Um you know, and I had you know, you, you played town ball, Babe Ruth ball, travel ball, but it was one team per town. There were townships that were, you know, if you didn't if you didn't live in the town you couldn't play for the team type deal and you know, then you had your high school team and I had a high school coach who wasn't in my corner and I refused from the day I started coaching to be that guy. Um, and this is just me doing my part to a grow myself as a person and as a coach to help the cause and to try to make sure that, you know, more kids don't miss out on the opportunity of playing college baseball that have the ability and desire to do so, you know, to, to not have guys that are, well, I could have, but I wasn't able to type deal. So that is all I have to say about that. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you watching the live video, you can see it scrolling at the bottom there. Stinger Sports, Wild Oak Beard Co. Uh, logos in the corners, stuff like that. Check them out. They got some great stuff. Uh, I am waiting for my brand new custom wood bats from Stinger that I ordered a couple weeks ago. They should be in any day. Um, Brandon is in the tip of the cap group. If anybody has questions, comments, concerns, if you're looking for jerseys, if you're looking for stuff for other sports, including jerseys and whatnot, hit me up. We can do that too. Um, I am going to be done here. So thanks again for tuning in. Hit up Stinger Sports. If you're facially, if you're facially follically inclined like I am, head over to Wild Oak Beard Co. Take care of that stuff. Um, I know I, I get tired of hearing people tell me all the time that, oh, I would love to grow a beard, but I can't get past the itch. Well, guess what? Talk to those guys. Oh, sorry. Those guys, if you're watching the video down there in the corner over at Wild Oak, and they will get you set up with some stuff that will take care of that itch. That's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching the live video if you watched the live video. Thanks for watching the live video on a playback if you're doing that now. Thanks for listening. Check out the w, uh, www.bicbp-radio.com for this and bunches of other podcasts, including two others by yours truly, Hats, Tats, and Stats, with all about pro sports, and then Common Debauchery, which talks about just the common, regular, everyday craziness that we call life that... 10 years ago, you never would have believed was actually real life. So again, thanks for tuning in, guys, and I will catch you next time.